Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Loudmouth Radio. It's Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy Sterling Collins Sunny on loudmouthradio.com. As always, it's an amazing time to be on air. And if you're tuning in, if you're listening in from wherever you are, we are so appreciative of you taking the time to listen to us this morning. If you're not able to call into our studio line, which is now open at 347-826-7520, we are going to also give our chat line... Um, we're going to open up our chat room, so if we need to, we can actually talk to you right online. And uh, real part of the conversation, again, we're live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash loudmouthradio with two Bs. So if you're not in the position to hear this live and you're going to listen to our archives, they are available 24-7 on demand, and we are all over the airwaves. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, tune in. Pick an app, we own it. And uh, for all those who are um, going to talk about anything, when you dial into the studio line, be sure to dial the one on your keypad. That way I know that you want to speak, and we'll be able to talk and, 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 and entertain everything you have to say. Good morning, Sterling. Good morning, Jazzy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. How are you you guys this morning? Good morning to you. Good morning to you with sunshiny faces. Okay. I just had a moment. I had a flashback about, you know, 40-something years ago. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Good morning. I'm I'm having one of those mornings. I haven't had my, Miss Jazzy, I haven't had my coffee yet. Oh, girl. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. So today is one of those. And you know this today is, is one of those days. Yes, it's already late if you have not had coffee by eleven o'clock. Just saying. Yeah, this I know. That's I mean. I'm just... I'm, I am being. I am not. I'm not going to lie, and which is funny because it's going to be today's topic. Is I am stressed out this morning. Okay, so guess yeah. what? Dealing I'm with actually... stresses of today's world. <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about two things that you just mentioned, stress and coffee, and how coffee can help us relieve stress. I'm just going to say that because, you know, we have a lot of people saying how coffee doesn't help you here and there, and we go back and forth with the scientific, scientific evolution saying coffee is bad for you, coffee is good for you. So I'm actually going to talk about 
coffee on my little segment of the stress reliever. And, uh, and, and actually, we're going to talk about some of the stress causers and how to eliminate and all of that kind of stuff. And I just want to say that I am a professional because I did not want to come to work today. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a true remember. statement, right? That's a very true statement. I think it's true for Sterling as well. Sterling didn't want to come to work today. Sterling did not want to come to work today. I didn't want to come to work today. And and producer Sonny was like, well, I just guess I'm going to run the show by myself today. I'm trying to say, I'm prepared. Myself, I am so ready. I said to myself, you know what? Um, somebody might possibly, just a small portion, uh, they just might have something that I say, uh, something that I say might just possibly encourage somebody to be a better them. And guess what? Something somebody else says, or even as I'm speaking in spirit and the divine gives me something, it always blesses me too. So I said, let me be a professional. I've already had my really good coffee and my really good mug this morning um, that had my Buddha quotation uh, about how I am what I think. I attract what I feel and I become those things that I desire most. That's kind of not the last part of what Buddha said, but that's just how I like to say it. So anyway, once again, good morning. And if you have something you want to say, please, please be a part of the conversation. Uh, press the number one as you dial in to 347-826-7520 um, and be a part of our conversation. Be a part of the listening ear um, because we're here just for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This morning, um, I was doing my meditation and just, you know, speaking out some things because, unfortunately, I did something that Jasmine and I both uh, actively are working uh, to not find ourselves doing. Like Auntie Oprah said, a lot of times we'll pick up our phone and we'll go into social media, and one of the first things that hit my timeline I saw it, responded, showed it to Jazzy, and she was like, okay, I'm really in the dumps now because I was just starting my morning off with, like, total bad news. And I, and, you know, I I didn't intend on doing that. That was not my intention. Um, I do use my phone to, you know, pull up meditation, um, audio, you know, d- different uh, videos of uh, mo- motivation and stuff like that. Um, that's when it comes to like books and stuff like that. Ninety percent of what I'm reading is going to primarily be around self help, um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, and other things like that. But this morning, and I and I and I owe that apology to her because I I I I did a knee jerk reaction um, of a situation that was going on in our county, right in our neighborhood yesterday, mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. that involved the police being shot, and it was a situation where somebody was being held hostage. And we didn't know all the details. And so this morning, everything unraveled and unveiled itself. And so my immediate response was like, oh, my God, look, I found out. And, you know, her response was like, yeah, what took place? Okay, that was too much. That was too much for me. I hadn't even had an opportunity to have my morning coffee, like Sterling said. I hadn't had a time to say, whoop the earth is round, square, or whatever. <laughs> and, um, 
And I apologize for that because we are literally, guys, I'm going to tell you something. We're inundated with so much um, that I've one of the steps that I've already started to take um, is to um, put a do not disturb on my phone. Now, I have the iPhone, mm-hmm. so I program my phone to shut down, I think it's at 11 o'clock, and then it doesn't um, allow any activity again until after 8 a.m. 8 and so mm-hmm. one of the things I started to realize, I have a very good friend who lives out of, out of, the, out of the state, and we pretty much talk every day, right? Um, and so, of course, her work schedule requires her to get up at certain times, and she goes to bed early, so she's getting up 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, and then she's commuting and going to work. But systematically, we had this thing where we just kind of got in the habit of talking, and she'd be, as soon as she hit the street and she's in her car, she'll call me. And a lot of these calls are coming in at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30, um, her, her hours change from you know, I think she was working at 9 to 8, so she's getting out earlier. So I found myself starting my day off with my phone ringing and having a full lot of conversation with somebody who's already had time to prepare themselves and get their mind together, and they're on their way to work. So her conversation and my conversation is going to be a little bit different, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and I realized that I'm not preparing myself as my as, as, as my as my um. My oath mother, we had a conversation yesterday. She just turned 70. Happy birthday, Mom Gwen. Happy um, birthday, Mom Gwen. She said you have to prepare yourself to go out before your day. Right? She said you have to and arm yourself. You have to armor yourself. And the armor truth of the matter is, you know, yes. you have to armor yourself. And so today... Um, I felt driven that, okay, we really need to kind of talk about because there's a lot of stuff that's going on and it's happened just constantly, every day. We're being inundated with so many different things. But I had to recognize mm-hmm. that, you know, my friend doesn't mean anything. You know, on her side, she's like, hey, I want to talk to my buddy before I get to work. We'll catch up on whatever conversation. But on my end, I, I started to feel like I'm not having any type of control of how I'm starting my day, Right. I'm automatically rolling over and conversating, which is also interrupting my spouse in her own space. So then I'm going to have to get up out of my bed, you know, and, and, and drag it, not even recognizing. I haven't even had an opportunity to say, thank you, God, for allowing me to wake up today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had mm-hmm. to just really pull it back and say, okay, wait a minute. <clears throat> I need to recognize. I, I love that you said that you didn't, you don't, some mornings you don't even get that time, like you said, to just thank the Lord mm-hmm. that you're waking up on uh-huh. the right side of the mm-hmm. ground. And, and then you're launched into your day and the day gets away from you. And the next thing is you're about to lay down or you're exhausted. And, right. oh my God. And I, I know it. And you're right I'm back at so it all over like, again. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny when you called today, right, uh, for us to do our pre-production um, talk uh, before the show. And what was I, and what was the matter, Sonny? I was all stressed out, right? I was already mm-hmm. I was already yes. stressed out this morning. I was locked out of my Facebook. I my my refrigerator's rattling, and I have a brand new. And basically, you girls know my refrigerator is like almost <laughs> brand new. And uh-huh, I'm like, uh-huh. oh my 
God, I haven't even had my coffee, and I'm like already going nuts. Right, exactly. Oh I, had no, I, I looked on my desk. I hadn't paid the bills that I needed to pay yesterday online because I was locked out of my Facebook and my computer. I'm like, take a breath. And like you said to me, Sonny, take a breath, girl. You know, slow down, slow down, take a breath. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, it's I heard like all like of your voice. You're saying. It's like both of you are saying, when we open our eyes and the mind has been going, the brain waves have been going throughout the night. They never stop. But the minute we open <laughs> yeah. our eyes, we're catching up to what I thought that, you know, we're all dramatic on this this phone. We're all dramatic on this line, on the computer, or however we're tapped in to contact us through this radio show. We're all dramatic. These three people of us were dramatic. And so um, usually every day everybody else is because what, what I mean by that is we create dramas in our minds daily, all day. Uh, we're driving down the street. Yep. Oh, God, this car is about to run into me. Oh, uh, the car wasn't about to run into you. The car came fast, but it wasn't going to run into you. We've already created a dramatic scene. You know, um, how somebody looked at me or, <laughs> you know, oh, my God, I didn't pay the bill. Or, oh, my God, this happened in the community. Everything is a drama. Um, very seldom do we throw pops of comedy in there. It's It's, it's usually a dramatic story. And so... We over-dramatize an experience, and when we do that, it gets our mind racing. Then the feelings come in. Now we're feeling anxious, and we're feeling, you know, overwhelmed, and all oh, those emotions yes. start creating body functional breakdowns. Well, I'm aching, my head we're is hurting. We're creating it. We're yes. creating Yes. We're creating exactly. the stress. It's not that and the stress the whole is thing. We're, we yeah. wake up, we're stressed by things that we've created that add the stress. That's what, I mean, right. Sunny and I, we just we were just discussing that, that this is, I've created this stress for myself. Take a breath and realize that, that I've got, I've set my own deadlines. I've set my, all these stress points mm-hmm. up for myself. And that are they really worried, uh, you know, Stress is a major cause of illness. So is That's this it. really worth is this really worth making yourself sick over? That's so true. Mm-hmm. My my sister's um, mother in law used to say, Is it worth dying over? Like whenever my sister would get so rattled, she would call her mother in law and she would say, Mother Laws, this is going on, da 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 and she'd just go into this whole realm of right? And her mother-in-law would calmly say, she's past rest of soul. She was such a sweetheart. And she'd say, well, is it worth dying over? And, and my sister, I, I know. But, and she said, mm-hmm. but is it worth dying over? And my sister, but is it worth dying over? Because if it's not worth dying over, see, because the stress is getting ready to give you a heart attack. The stress of it all is getting ready to give you some brain uh, cell shutdowns, and so you're not going to be able to think reasonably and calmly. Is it worth killing yourself, or is it worth you dying um, over in that moment? And if it's not, and you can live in the moment and breathe in the moment, then 
nine times, like really ten times out of ten, you're going to get a creative idea of how to solve that issue. And if you don't get the answer to solve it, you get the peace to be able to go through it. But we have to be in a calming state in order to do that. So we really do create the stresses. It does not mean that things and and opportunities that seem fearful or seem like problems or obstacles won't come to you, but the illusion of it killing us and taking us out and, and our life is at an end because we lost the house, we lost the car, we lost the job. The refrigerator broke down, the car broke down, the dog ran away. Whatever the scenarios are, it feels My neighbor's tearing up my fence. <laughs> you understand? Yes. It feels like that it's going to be the end of us. But that's because we're drama queens and kings. We have created magical masterpieces in our minds that tell us it is, when in actuality, it's not. It really is not. But we see it as such. Well said. What's funny to me, you know, what's funny to me is we had a dog named Maddie Rex, this little beautiful soul. Um, I used to call him a gay, gay man aristocrat in another world because um, he just has that era. But he, little fierce soul, he was so hilarious, so smart, had his own attitude, his own way, and he was going to do it his way. But he was terrified of the baby gate, you know, the gate that you put up. He would not cross it, would not come near it. If you rattled it, he freaked out. I'm staying here. I am told that drama in his little mind that this gate is bad. It's going to attack me. It's taller than me. <clears throat> I see it and I feel it. Maddie went blind, okay? When Maddie stopped <laughs> seeing the fear, okay, this is a perfect example. When Maddie stopped seeing oh my the fear in his mind, Maddie became a giant, okay? He was a little tiny toy poodle. Maddie became a giant in his mind because that little blind boy, when we would come back and see him in, he started climbing the fence that for at least how many years? 12, 13 years, Maddie had been terrified of the baby gate fence, okay? Would not go near it. From five months old. Yeah, from five months this old, I trained him on it, so it did. This little blind dog could no longer see the fear, and when he no longer saw the fear in his mind and or physically, he was not afraid to do what he needed to do to go where he wanted to go. So when we would block him in, we'd come back and he'd be like, hey, I'm sitting on my chase, I'm sitting on my couch. How was your day? And I'm thinking, dang, did we not put the gate up? How did he get out? Honey, we went to the to the laundry room. The gate's still in the same position where it was when we left. I was like, damn, this dog is scaling the fence. (laughs) (laughs) But it just goes to show you. Oh, my God. This this shows that if you close out the stress, however it's done, is that... Give a blind eye to it. Give it a blind eye. Yeah. Then you you can move on, and and I think you um you know you guys as my friends 
outside of the in the sense outside of the show and stuff know that in a lot of ways I have been doing that this last year completely yes, just yes. kind of just moving forward um and not letting um these things happen uh, that around me stress me out more than than it they should you know in a sense uh-huh, and, uh-huh. But right now, I'm letting you know, girls, is that I'm getting ready to do this, you know, this business and this trip and everything. And in one week, we've had a lot of stress points happening. I'm trying to breathe it in and out. I'm trying to breathe it in and out. (laughs) Well, guys, listen, I want to play something real quick. Um, Hold on real quick, Dad. I want to play this audio of our former president, um, Barack Obama talking about managing stress. Let's listen to our favorite guy real quick. Yes. In your seventh year in office, what have you learned about pacing yourself and managing the stress of the job? You know, the truth is that um, I'm lucky to, by inclination and temperament, be fairly steady. Your Hawaiian roots. Yeah, exactly. I I think that's probably what it is, good weather and uh, and, and Just like today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get too high, don't get too low. Uh, I've been very consistent about exercising in the morning. That that helps. Um, I, but I think that the, the most important, I'm very consistent about spending time with family. And, uh, you know, when you have dinner with you, your daughters, uh, particularly teenage daughters, uh, uh, they'll keep you in your place and, and uh, they'll, they'll teach you something about perspective. Um, but I think the most important thing is to take the long view on things. Um, we we live in such a 24/7 Twitter-fed constant news cycle, and everything's a crisis. And everything you're not on Twitter. Uh, well, I'm not. But <laughs> yeah. but 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 every everything's a crisis. Everything's a, uh, uh, terrible. Everything is doomsday. Everything is uh, uh, if it doesn't get solved tomorrow, uh, you know, your presidency's going off the rails. I mean, there, there must have been, what, 15, 20 things that uh, over the last seven years folks have said, this is it, it's over. Uh, you know, we had a, uh, the Gulf oil spill, worst environmental disaster in history. Everybody said, oh, he's handling this t- terribly. A year later, nobody was talking about it, and in retrospect, it turns out that we handled that as well as any environmental uh, crisis has been handled. Uh, Ebola. Remember that? Uh, obviously, it's still a serious problem, and we've got to get down to zero, but uh, that was probably one of the most effective uh, international public health responses in history, and that was led by us. If we hadn't acted, uh, it would still be raging, and everybody else would be at risk. Uh, and so those experiences, I think, remind you that uh, my, my job is to keep my eye on the ball and to stay focused on what can we get done every single day to advance the, the, the vision and the values that brought me here? What, what can I do to make sure that uh, middle-class families are feeling more secure, that more young people are able to access opportunity, that we are safe, that we are working with our international partners to try to uh, create more order at a time when uh, there's a lot of chaos? Uh, how do we deal with terrorism in a way that's consistent with our values? It, it, as long as I stay focused on those North Stars, uh, then uh, I tend not to get too rattled. I was wondering how many hours of sleep you're getting a night. Uh, probably not enough. That's what uh, I figured you'd say. I, I will say that uh, when people leave the administration, uh, 
Um, and I see them six months later, they've got the post-administration glow. They, they really look good. So I'm hoping uh, uh, the same happens to me. There's hope for you. Thank, Thank you. you, Mr. President. Great to see you, sir. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. I hope that was very inspiring. Um, the words you just heard, that was a HuffPost interview with um, our beloved President Barack Obama. Uh, I think he's I just a year left in his term. I know, right? Wasn't that refreshing? Yes, thank you um, so much for that, producer, sending. We appreciate it. And you know, it's so uh-huh. hard when you when you you know, I so respected the president at that time, and now that we have the imbecile that we do, in sitting in that uh, position, unfortunately, it it makes it. It's just amazes me, and I try not to let that stress me. You know that. I try not to let that stress me, even though that's a major mm-hmm. stress point because like you, like like the president was saying there is, you know, his job was to make me feel safe and secure. What I can right, tell right. you right now, right now, no, nothing going on in Washington, D.C., Makes me feel safe and secure. I can actually tell you that I do not. Yeah. I try to avoid. I try to avoid looking at what they did the day before. And just on that note, real quick, we don't have to get off of it. I cannot believe that the person sitting in that position would mock, would mock. Yes, his tweet yesterday, mocking a former vice president. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, it's just beyond belief that this man takes the time out of supposedly being in the most important job in the world to mock another person publicly on Twitter. That just amazes me. That this, now this, we go from Barack Obama with such class to an, really an imbecile. A complete jerk. Well, you know, I think, Sterling, I I think it's something that you just stated, and I think that as we often talk about is today's climate. Um, Everything and every place has an energy, and when the energy presented to you is off or when um, when it's just downright awful, um, it's very challenging to recenter your thoughts, but that's absolutely what we have to do. Once again, if we are watching something, we, we listen to a meditation uh, CD, or I, I always say a CD because I'm so used to that, but it was actually a video. But we watched a video this morning um, that was talking about 10 key things, really, of the life of a billionaire and how billionaires function. Now, we're not talking about people who think they're billionaires, as some people in this government <laughs> suggest they are. But Thank you. And, Jazzy, I'm glad you mentioned that because I got that audio, too. I want to play that as well for everybody to hear. Yeah, it's it's, ahead, it's amazing that um, – oh, good. So I'm just kind of giving a preamble. This is great. But it, it yes. shows you how surrounding yourself with people – and and even if we're not in close proximity, if we've been inundated with, you know, Twitters and tweets and Facebook and, you know, um, 
social media on a rampant basis, we're really surrounding ourselves with the with the ideas and thoughts of the people who have presented it. And oftentimes we will adapt either to those ideas or that energy. So if we're wondering why people in this climate have become more hostile, more aggressive, more stressed out, it's because the energy that we are surrounding ourselves faces is that all the time. So when we're hearing, yeah. this is what, like I, when I tell you only because we are radio, only, and I do mean only because I have decided in the last, what, two, almost three years now, I have had to, not wanted to, had to for my life, physically and mentally, to stay alive. I've had to pull away from a lot of news, and I love the news. I don't know. I grew up loving the news. I was forced, excuse me, as I've told you before, I was forced to listen to the news. It was what you did. I was forced to listen to presidential um, addresses. I was forced to be uh, current in news and what was going on in my surroundings. It's just how you were raised in that era of time in the 50s and 60s and up. You, it, it was mandated for children to sit down and know what was going on. So I grew up with that, but then I became in love with it, and I became in love with politics and parliamentary law and so forth and so on. So for me to say, I can't watch the news. I can't listen yep. to um, stories of things that are going on now. One, because it affects me so heavily because I'm a compassionate and an empath empath when it comes to feeling somebody else's joy and their pain. So I've had to learn to really pull away from things that at one time really brought me a lot of joy and to be knowledgeable not only of what goes on around me personally, but community and globally. So when we have that every day, all day, every day, all day, every day, all day, we cannot help the body and the mind cannot help but absorb what we're putting in and that absorption is going to determine how we feel, how we think, and how we are affected. It just, it, you, I cannot pour coffee into my plant with some oil and expect the plant to live. What's going to happen is going to die because what it's absorbing is not healthy for the soul. It's not healthy for the plant. It's not good nutrients. It's not going to bring anything but death. So we cannot expect. All of the things that are going on in the world every day, all day, every day in the negative to bring out a positive effect, it does not happen that way. The law of of planting and sowing don't work to plant something, to nourish it with the wrong vitamins, the wrong water, the wrong sun or whatever. It's not going to produce life. And we have to remember that when it comes down to stress. If I'm putting things killing me, it's not going to bring me life. Yes. Never, ever will it happen. So I'll I'll let you play um, that audio because I think it's really positive and really impactful for it to be done on this particular show. And then I want to talk about coffee and all of that kind of good stuff. Okay. (laughs) So thank you, Jazzy. Jim Quick, um, he was interviewed, and then he gives his tips about 10 billion and habits you can copy. And, um, you know, today I think is the perfect time um, for all of these things um, to give essence to where we are. So let's check out this little uh, segment. 
I'm going to share with you the 10 keys to unlock what I call your quick brain, right? These are the 10 things scientifically proven to help you be faster, smarter, and better to optimize your brain health and your fitness. And now every single thing I'm going to say, nobody's going to debate, right? They're going to say, yes, of course, but common sense is not common practice. So what I'm going to ask people who are watching this is to rate yourself zero to 10. How well am I doing in this one area? Like in terms of how I'm eating or exercising or something. And then you'll notice everyone wants to know what the magic pill is. There's no magic memory pill. There's a, they're magic memory processes, right? If everyone wants to know the one silver bullet, you have to do all of these things because that's what falls within the focal point meaning that the 80-20 rule, the 20% that gives you 80% of the results and the rewards. So really fast, the 10 keys for unlocking your quick brain. Number one is good brain food, all right? Good brain food, because you are what you eat. What you eat matters, especially to your gray matter. There are certain foods that are really good for your brain, and you probably eat most of these foods as you are, because I know you're very... Blueberries. Yeah, all, all like blueberries is like, I call them brain berries, and avocados, and good fats, and, and, and all of them. So there's 10 of them that I recommend, um, and so they're really, they're, re they're really excellent. They're very neuroprotective and such, uh, including dark chocolate. So dark chocolate is, uh, is good. what's good for your mood is generally good for your mind. But so a good brain diet is number one. So just rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10. How, how good is, uh, is your diet? All right, number two is killing ants. Automatic negative thoughts, your self-talk. And so what I would recommend people, zero to 10, how's that feel? How, how well are you doing? And not only that, but you know, maybe going on a, on a little fast or a cleanse. Like, like, like we cleanse the, the food we eat and things we put in our body, but what about the thoughts that we're putting in our, in our body? try to do 30 so, days, no negative thoughts. I mean, yeah, one day. Or, or not complaining or some, something right, like no that. Complaining you know, challenge, because yeah, it's right. just, again, you know, people, and people get so addicted to these things like, you know, complaining and whatever you're rehearsing, you're just, you're literally rewiring your brain to get more of that. It's not law of attraction. There's a law of action that's going on, you know, that makes it because all behavior is belief driven. And so you're wiring your brains to be really rehearsing those things. That's why they say that the fearful person dies a thousand times, like a coward dies a thousand times in their mind, you know, and a non-coward, like a brave person dies just once. Because every time you're rehearsing, oh, I'm scared of public speaking, you do it over and over again. Not only do you get the fear of it every single time, because your imagination, your mind doesn't know the difference between something you vividly imagine and something that's real. Literally, if you were to, if you were to put on a brain sensing device, the same parts of your brain that would light up if a dog walked in, you're, you see what parts of your brain lights up, and if you imagine that dog walking in, the same exact parts of your brain will light up. So the mind doesn't know the difference. It's the most powerful tool you have is your imagination. You know, our thoughts are things, and it's improve, you know, activating our imagination. So, you know, don't do it to rehearse your fears and the things that are negative, right? Only have thoughts of things that you want to come really happen. Okay. So the third thing, exercise. Okay. People, really, we know. Number four, brain nutrients. Omega-3s, the DHAs, the ginkgo biloba, vitamin B, B12. And this is a subject that comes up because, um, you know, a lot of people travel, they have fast food lifestyles and, you know, but maybe they're lacking in certain supplements. And what I would say is, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not anything that ends on an ist, but go to a doctor, a good functional medicine doctor, you have a blood test. And I say, I say the same thing for diet. When people say, what's, what's the best? You know, do food sensitivity tests. See what your blood says, you know, red, yellow, green. You know, red, stay away from, yellow, you know, sparingly, green, and see how you flourish on it afterwards, right? And then test it. But same thing with nutrient profile. You can see what you're deficient at. Because if you're low on B vitamins, if you're low on DHA, then you're gonna have cognitive issues, yeah. right? So supplement. Fifth thing that you want to optimize your brain is positive peer group. We know who you spend time with is who you become. Because, and it's not just a positive thinking, you know, affirmation quote. 
literally you have mirror neurons and your mirror neurons in your nervous system is when you could watch a sport or watch a movie and you could feel what they feel it's what um is or you have empathy for other people we're always imitating people right and so who you spend time with is who you become because you're imitating their habits their behaviors their thought patterns and everything so that's why they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with right if you're around nine broke people you're going to be the 10th right like you hear these things all the time but there's a it's not just your biological networks or your neurological networks analyze your social networks right because okay. whether or not you smoke has less to do with your neurological networks and more to do whether or not your friends friends smoke okay. it's going to have more of an influence sixth thing for your brain clean environment we know a clean environment is good for your brain at an anecdotal level you know when you clean your desk or you clean your laptop off you know you have clarity of thought right but i don't just mean that i mean clean air clean water because there's a lot of pollutants that's you know that's not good for your cognition right mm -hmm. so from there we have number 7 yeah. sleep this is a big one for so many people sleep is so important for your brain for three reasons number one is where you consolidate short to long term memory everyone who pulled an all nighter back in university that hurt you because you need that sleep Number two, it's where you clean out the plaque that could lead to brain aging challenges, and that's what the latest research is saying in terms of leading to dementia and such. And then the third reason is because when you dream, and here's the thing, you're like, what does that have to do with anything, Jim? It's like you don't know how many amazing ideas and invention, literature, works of art came in dream states. Like, did you know? Like I mentioned, Mary Shelley, you know, here in London, Frankenstein came to her in a dream. You know, Paul McCartney came up with yesterday in his dream. You know, like a chemist came up with the periodic table in his dream. Elias Howe created the sewing machine in his dream, right? Like, what are you dreaming about late at night? Because when you are working all day and you're learning all day, your brain doesn't shut off at night. At night, it's more active. People don't realize that. You think it's just not happening. It's actually more active, and it's coming up with solutions and it's integrating stuff in the form of dreams. Number eight is brain protection, meaning that um, you know, like I, I, I work with a lot of athletes, high-performer athletes. Concussions are a big deal. Yeah. Right. You know, and I've had a number of TBIs. You know, traumatic brain injuries. But not just that. You know, I did a whole episode on um, electromagnetic fields. Mm. Like people don't realize that, the, like our smart devices, like like our brains didn't fully evolve to have like these, the, all this electricity like right by our brains. You know, and I read recently that 90% of kids sleep with their phones underneath their pillows. I mean, who knows the effect that's right. having? So better avoid it. Protect your brain. Okay. Wear a helmet. And then finally, nine and ten. Ninth key to keeping your brain alive is uh, new learnings, right? The neurogenesis, neuroplasticity means neurogenesis. You could create new brain cells the day you die. Science never thought that. Neuroplasticity is saying you could create new connections. The way to improve neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, two things: novelty and nutrition. Okay. Just like when you're an athlete, just like training your body, you give it novelty or stimulus, and then you feed it with nutrition, right? And so that's how you build your mental muscles too. Finally, number ten, stress management. Stress management, meaning people don't realize it because it's invisible, but it's like you don't realize how much stress you're under until you're on vacation or you're getting a massage. You don't realize because it's all there all the time. It's like the the fish that they don't see the water because it's there all the time. So what are we doing to cope? So you know, meditation, relaxation, massage, yoga, whatever it is that gets us stressed. So I think that that was a great um, clip. Uh, I actually shared that with Jazzy this morning. It was part of our meditation, and it was um, imperative for me, I think, to incorporate it into today's show, yes. And um, 
I know we've had some people that have come in, and we've got a lot of people that are listening online as well as on the studio line. So I want to make sure that you know that you can actually, if you would like to say anything, just hit the one on your keypad. We'll bring you in, allow you to speak. Our studio number, 347-826-7520. We actually have a caller. When you uh, come on and I make your uh, mute, you just let us know your name and where you're calling from. You can just give us your first name if you like. Welcome to my radio caller, your life. This is Paul Pimp from Savannah, Georgia. How you doing, son? Man, what's going on, Mr. Scott? Good well, to hear you, how you doing? Welcome. How you doing? Welcome how you to Loud Radio, guys. We're blessed, man. This is uh, one of uh, comedy's prodigies in their record, Savannah, Georgia, going on down here on the uh, <laughs> on the comedy on the comedy circuit, Mr. Antonio Pope Pimp Scott. Welcome to Loud yes, Radio. Yes. I see you listening. What, what would you like to share with uh, the listening audience today? You know that that tool right there is is awesome because the thing is is me as a celebrity sometimes we tend to forget about the rest of the world and some of the things that we need for ourselves. You know, especially when you were talking about like the sleep. You know, I travel all across the country. You know, telling jokes, speaking, doing movies, things of that nature, and sometimes I find myself two or three days in a week only maybe getting four or five hours of sleep sometimes. And some mm. of my greatest jokes have come from me being asleep. But the thing is, is that's where all the rest of the stress comes from because it's when I don't have enough sleep right. and I got people pulling me from different angles, you know, I'm handling it, you know, and I'm keeping a smile on my face and I'm, you know, I'm saying, okay, yeah, no problem, sure, I'll get to it, we'll do this, we'll do that. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what, this is just too much, I need to get me some sleep. And sleep sometimes is just that best form for me that, okay, nobody's bothering me right now, I'm relaxed, I'm chilled out. And times when, if I get a phone call and they say, hey, man, we had to cancel the show, or hey, man, we had to move the movie shoot for this day or that day, and that gives me an extra two or three days where I say, you know what, I can just stay home, rest, and I can sleep. That's the best moment of my life a lot of times, right there. I know, that's right. And you know what's so funny? I think Jazzy and I talk about this, you know, um, ironically, you talk about comedy. And, it's, you know, the truth behind the matter is comedians, um, they make a living or they, their drive or push is to make other people laugh. But you'll be surprised how many comedians are dealing with so much anxiety and stress and most times are depressed. And so uh, them giving their art form to others helps them to deal with um, some of the depression and stress, PTSD, anxiety. Um, Jazzy and I both have had friends that have been like, look, I did some of my best shows when I was manic. You know, like they, they they live with bipolar disorder, and so when I'm on a high, yeah. I have some of the best shows, but I I didn't have sleep. You know, I wasn't rested. Right. Um, I went from one show to the next, to the next, to the next, and then they have this exactly. burnout. Um, you know, or they 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 have a crumbling period, and it's so funny. Just like this past week, um, uh, Pope Pimp, I ran into uh, Monique in the, in in Atlanta. She was flying into Atlanta. And um, and as I saw her and I was chopping it up with her and hugging her and talking to her, Rodney Perry came right behind her. And I hadn't seen Rodney in, oh, God, probably about four or five years. 
And, um, you know, if you follow some of the comedians, you know that Monique has been dealing with a lot of scrutiny. Uh, Rodney Perry, uh, who used to be a part of Monique's show, he's a great comedian, he's an actor. Um, Rodney had a serious stroke, you know. Yeah, I remember. So, um, yeah, so, you know. Um, and Patrice O'Neill, you know, it was from a, a, a massive stroke. Say that again? Say it again. Patrice O'Neill, who actually was a very good comedian, he actually died from a stroke, who was actually a very good wow. comedian exactly. in New York. And, and and you know what? Wow. It's so funny. You know, like you know, and this is so funny. I, you know, so I was checking in with Monique, um, and I was just telling her, you know, how proud I was of her. You know, she's got a residency in in Las Vegas now, and she's lost right. weight too. It's really really good. Her spirit felt good. I could tell she was in a good place. You know, um, right. and then Rodney. It was a joy to see him. You know, and he shared with me, and I told Rodney we'll have to have him on to catch up with him. Um, and where he is, but, you know, he, he was sharing with me just the transition of things and how he was doing so much that depended on him, specifically being present, being there, like what you're talking about. And so when you find yourself getting stressed so thin, stuff like that happens. You know, when I saw that Rodney had that stroke, I was like, well, my first thought immediately was that he was doing a lot. Because I can remember, you know, before you moved back to Savannah, you were here, and you were a big, intricate part of me working on my comedy club when I, you know, opened up, and and right. I was running 18, 20-hour days, not getting enough rest. And that takes a toll on your right. body, you know. Um, I was right in the hot. Jazzy and I had just started, uh, you know, right after me closing the comedy club down, Jazzy and I got together. But prior to that, you know, I was just telling Roger, yeah. I said, man, I took a hiatus because you – you have, you know, you got life stuff going on, and then if you're pursuing something, especially a big undertaking like what I was doing, um, you know, it's a lot. And sometimes it, it becomes so overbearing that you got to step away from it, you know. Yeah. And you a part, you know, and, and a part of that, you know, especially when you're passionate about something, the big part of the struggle is you love it, you want to be a part of it, but then when it's so much, you have to pull back. You feel this internal struggle. I remember having so much anxiety, and I felt, I felt like I was, I almost felt like I kind of turned my back away from something that I truly, truly love, you know. Um, but I needed to have a recovery period, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't going to open mics. I wasn't promoting events. I kind of just stopped and, and, and just made a complete stop, you know. And I'm grateful that I did do that um, because, like you said, the young lady you just mentioned, Tommy Ford, um, there was quite a few comedians for a while that was just dropping like flies. I mean, we're talking about young 30s, 40s, and the early 50s dying, like left and right. right. And it's such a shocker because you're like, man, I did not, this person wasn't even like unhealthy. You know, and, and what we say of you know what we what we think is to say, okay, they didn't have like a chronic illness and they wasn't dealing with this and that. Some may have had bouts of cancer, but we're talking about you know people really dropping dead from heart attacks and strokes and you know or being affected by it. And so it just goes to show that you have to do some self care, and you know sometimes putting stuff on the shelf does not mean just turning away from it completely. But if it means that you know you need to take a time out and come back to it. That's okay too, you know. And, um, and you know, you. So I think right. a lot. I had to do the same thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had yeah. to do the same thing because when I came back to Savannah, 
when I, you know, left from up in Atlanta, I got down to Savannah immediately from your work ethic. I was able to start my own comedy club and do things and help write movies and help promote comedians and help bring shows to Savannah. And then when the movie industry started taking off, you know, people was calling me and I was in the movies and I was in this. And I was like, man, I can't, I was like, I can't even spend time with my family. Like my mother hadn't mm-hmm. even seen me. She was just like, I ain't seen you in like a month. And I'm like, my mom always home, but really she hadn't seen me because I was never there. I was in Savannah, but I was never there. And then it was, hey, man, you need to link up with these people. So then, and me, I don't have, you know, agents and managers, so I don't have a bunch of people telling me to go ahead and go there. I got other people who right. I'm just networking with that I'm going down here. Hey, man, I know you're a comedian. I got a club up here in Savannah. You need to come up. So I'm driving. I ain't got first-class flights and, you know, five-star suites. <laughs> so I'm driving sometimes 15, 20 hours. Get two hours of sleep, then got to turn around and drive another 15, 20 hours. And, you know, mm-hmm. hey, these people flying in the town. I got to go meet them to the airport. And that's a lot. To their hotel, go to sound check with them and this and that. And my wife literally told me, she was like, listen, she said, I married you. I didn't marry Crack Your Side Entertainment. I didn't marry the business. You are going mm-hmm. to have to slow down. And I was like, all right, fine. I was right. like, but, and I was feeling like I worked so hard to build my career. And I was like, I worked so hard to build this. I worked so hard to build Crack Your Side Entertainment. You don't know the nights I got booed off stage and then, you know, the times I've almost been in the fights. And Austin, she was like, baby, I understand all that, but you cannot take care of your family if you ain't taking care of yourself properly by just sitting That's down. Right. That's out. right. So I That's literally right. sat down for like a year, year and a half, and people went to saying, oh, man, I ain't dealing with you no more, man. Man, you a fluke, man. You this, man. You that. And at first, it did bother me. But then I said, you know what? Nobody can take away the accomplishments that I've already done. So that's why there you go. Here, here, here. Bother me because you can't take away the fact that yes, I went on tour with Cat Williams. Me and Zuman, you know, me and Zuman had a big thing, but we cleared that up. And I was on tour with Zuman and Cat Williams. You know, I've I've taken the time out and I've been in movies now. I'm writing for a company up there in Atlanta called Swap One Media. I'm writing a new sitcom Mm -hmm. with them. You know, I got Mm -hmm. so many Mm -hmm. things. I said, you know what? Now I know how to take the time out. Balance. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You know, I I can't run back and forth to Atlanta every time y'all need me to come. And, and, you know, go over lines. I'm sorry, I can't do that. We can do it via mm-hmm. Skype. Right. We can do it on Facebook Messenger. We can FaceTime. But I can't jump up and just run that line. I can't always run the floor. I'm so proud of you, bro. I'm so proud of you. I love it. You know what? Can I say something? Can I say something? I, I, I love it. I love all of it because whenever I said this to someone earlier today, um, when you are connected to people, Right? When you have a connection of thought and energy, you always run into the same type of conversation that maybe you just had with someone else. Okay? And so we just had this conversation about work balance. 
And that's been yes. um, Loudmouth Radio Network started out. Baby, when I tell you, we started out with $5. I don't know what it is about our $5, but that's our thing. $5 in the gas tank to run a current event. $5 to run back. Now you got to come back and try to figure out how you're going to eat. But because we were running, running, we wanted to build a company. And, and there is a place and a time that you sacrifice sometimes more than the average person will for you to get where you want to go. But we were not sleeping. We were covering events everywhere on our dime. Mind you, people didn't know who Loud Mouth Radio was. And so, you know, we'd show up at big events, small events, but we showed up. But in the process, did we rest? In the process, are we... Somebody's scrubbing something. I don't know if somebody can either mute out if they got something moving around in the background, but we're hearing all of it. Our mics are real sensitive, okay. so we can... Mute out or I so don't producer know mute out and bring ahead, people back in. Bring, mute out and bring people back in. But so the so the overall point I'm making is is when you take the time to balance, when you take the time to understand that if we don't sleep, if we don't eat properly, if we don't exercise, if we don't do the things necessary, then what's going to happen mm-hmm. is we are going to die young. We are going to get extremely physically sick. We're going to get extremely mentally sick. Um, And we're going to not function at our best. Why is it that people in a position of celebrity or entertainment or radio or, or whatever, where you're in constant public attention, why is it sometimes people are so rude? Why are they so nasty sometimes? Now, of course, you do have people who are all different directions. But for the most, right? And and not only are they poor. See, it's okay to be poor. Where's the turn off? See, the comedian just said, "But where's the turn off?" People want me Uh here. People want me there. But here is the point: you are the owner and the director of you. Period. You have to say, just like Publix grocery store or uh, UPS or Walmart, you are, most of the stores are not 24 hours. They have right. hours that say right. between this time and this time I operate. And during that operation, this is what I do during that operation. You cannot walk into public grocery store and ask for a pedicure. You can't do it because it's not a pedicure mm-hmm. place. It sells groceries and, and other accessories. So what we have to do to eliminate stress in our life is to say, I am Jazzy, and these are my business. In the process of these businesses, this is what the business uh, does, and these are the times that the business operates. If you want me to operate outside of that, and I can, here's the key word, and I am in the position mentally, financially, physically, emotionally. If I'm in those four categories of positions, I can, as our former president said, yes, we can do that. But if I am not in that position, in those positions, I am not at all going to even step outside of my comfort level. And when I say comfort, I don't mean my ability. I simply mean I'm I'm not healthy physically, mentally, financially, or emotionally in a position to do that. Not that I can't do it. I'm not going to do it because I realize most people in 2019 are realizing that self-care 
it's what is going to take not only me to the next level, but any business and or um, obligation that I have to another organization. So I am so proud of that. I know we're getting ready to break for commercial. When we come back, I want to tell the uh, benefits of coffee, of course, but I want to tell the benefits of laughter. It's so, so critical that we have a comedian, several comedians on right now, but it's so critical that we understand why laughter is so important. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headache? Ewing Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, T.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time. We can be reached at UNChiropractic.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Don Shea's Shoe Teeth will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Don Shea, is dedicated to providing you with the latest in hot Atlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay-shoes.com That's www.donshay-shoes.com Don Shays is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a suicide. All right, we're back from commercial break, and we want to recognize Ms. Don Shays, I know that she is coming up on her second anniversary, which is coming up this weekend on Saturday, and hopefully we, we're wishing her best weather uh, for her event that's going on, visit her at Donshay, D-O-N-S-H-E hyphen, shoes.com, and find out more what's going on with her. You can also find her on Facebook. Um, Jasmine, before we went to a commercial break, you really touched on some really good stuff. Um, I have another clip Thank I you, wanted Karen. us to... Um, <laughs> yeah! I had another clip I wanted us to definitely hear. And um, look, okay, it's, it's so important. We've had quite a few people calling in. Yes, I was going to say uh, we've had quite a few people calling in, and we want to encourage you guys to be a part of the conversation. If you want to talk to us and share your points and thoughts, dial our studio line three four seven eight two six seven five two zero and hit the one on your keypad. Um, I think you know, Jackie had mentioned um, we, we've been blessed with. Mr. Scott, Mr. Pope here, Scott, calling in today and, and giving his viewpoint of working hard in the industry and how that can how that can be good and also not the best for your health and, and for your family and how work balance is so important. Um, Jazzy, go ahead. You wanted to say something on that on okay. that note? Yes, I wanted I wanted to, to talk about laughter. I know uh, very early um, when when you gave me that really depressing news this morning. 
Um, you asked me not long after you apologized several times, hey, have you watched something funny today? And I think we really minimize how important laughter is. And there's a scripture, if you believe in um, good parables and scriptures, that says laughter is better than medicine. And the reason why is, here. so here is, I posted this on our website. It's also healthguide.org. But it says that laughter is the best medicine. Laughter decreases stress hormones and increases immune cells and infection-fighting antibiotics. Thus, it improves your resistance to disease. Laughter triggers the release of endorphins, and it is the body's natural feel-good chemical. Endorphins promote an overall sense of well-being and even can relieve pain. How about that? So it's imperative that we find funny moments, you know, or create funny moments so that we're able to laugh off some of these things that we take so seriously. And even if we're the comedian, it's important for us to laugh at another comedian. We, you know, yes, our jokes can be funny, but it's important for us to find a comedian or find some some joy, um, some children, some pets, something where we can get some laughter into our own life and balance out uh, the things that are going on with us. So I wanted to definitely um, let you know that, and also wanted to tell you about coffee, because y'all know coffee is my thing. Y'all already know that. Ain't no need to y'all act like you don't know this. But coffee also, <laughs> to what you may have been told, coffee is also um, good for the body. That's right. You heard it right here on Loud Loud Radio. Um, and, it's, and, and that information can be found on our uh, uh, Loudmouth Radio, the Perfect Blend Travel Cafe, where I personally, Sonny can, you know, attest to this, but she she's more of the the food and beer and wine, and I'm just straight up coffee. I'm just gonna let you know. I'm gonna find some information on coffee. So on Inc.com, and I think I shared this on a page as well. Says the more coffee you drink, the longer you live. Mm. Somebody said, where did that? The more coffee you drink, the more, the more, the longer you live. And so they did a re, uh, research study that shows more people, 20% of people who drink more coffee, it is a reduced risk of cancer, 20% reduced risk of type 2 diabetes, 30% reduced risk of Parkinson's disease, and a 5 reduced risk of heart disease. That's from drinking black coffee. Now, y'all already know I'm a coffee creamer kind of girl, so I decrease some of those high percentages. However, however, I'm still in the line of coffee of living a long life. But I do want to give warnings for that. Pregnant women should avoid caffeinated coffee since unborn babies are not capable of metabolizing um, caffeine, and once again, a lot too much sugar. We definitely drink the raw, um, use the brown and raw sugars in our coffee, so that helps a little bit. But as less milk cream, we do powder, so it might be a little bit better. But still, black coffee really is the way you want to go to live a longer life. Living a longer life 
depending on how you're living, once again, you do want to have a work balance. You don't want to live a life and your life is just full of stress, okay? So I'm not saying drink coffee so you can live a long life so you can be more stressed. Drink coffee because it's an excellent thing to do. And oftentimes coffee is that conversational um, drink. You know, you get together over a cup of coffee. It brings conversation. It brings togetherness. It usually brings friends and, and family together so that you can have that time to be together. So all of those things kind of balance together, not just the coffee alone. Energy of, of coming together and having a cup of coffee usually is very positive. And so, therefore, that positivity, that laughter, that good feeling creates great hormone um, endorphins, and you feel better, so you live longer. So we're going to put those together and tell you to drink as much coffee as possible. I'm just, I'm just saying. So that's a little it. tidbit for today. Yes, yes, and yes. I also posted a stress test on Loudmouth Radio Network on Facebook. Take that online self-stress test and see where you are. I just did mine while we were listening to the clip that we had heard already, and I'm at a moderate level of stress. Still not great, but if you had caught me three years ago, I was so stressed out that life was not even important to me. So I'm proud of the accomplishments of alleviating stress, but I want to get that down to I am so stress-free. So take that little test. It will tell you where you are, and that will also um, be an attribute of the uh, clip you just heard about the 10 things to do to be successful um, in life, not only health-wise financially, but really just health-wise, period. So there you go. Just my little bit of information about to drink some more coffee. Well, I want to give you guys this, too, um, real quick, a clip of how the modern world makes us mentally ill. And it gives a great account of how systematically sometimes the things around us make us feel like we're not enough or um, if you haven't reached this status that you have not accomplished certain things and how a lot of it just transfers into a lot of mental anguish. And um, even though the title has, you know, a statement of saying how the modern world makes us mentally ill, it really hones in on some good stuff that maybe we don't think about Um, that's being put in front of us and how it makes us feel. So I want to play that clip real quick. The modern world is wonderful in many ways. Dentistry is good. Cars are reliable. We can so easily keep in touch from Mexico with our grandmother in Scotland. But it's also powerfully and tragically geared to causing a high background level of anxiety and widespread low-level depression. There are six particular features of modernity that have this psychologically disturbing effect. Each one has a potential cure, which we will only collectively put into action when we know more about the disease in question. Here are the six. One, meritocracy. Our societies tell us that everyone is free to make it if they have the talent and energy. The downside of this ostensibly liberating and beautiful idea is that any perceived lack of success is taken to be not as in the past, an accident or misfortune, but as a sure sign of a lack of talent or laziness. If those at the top deserve all their success, then those at the bottom must surely deserve all their failure. A society that thinks of itself as meritocratic turns poverty from a problem to evidence of damnation, and those who have failed from unfortunates to losers. The 
secure is a strong, culturally endorsed belief in two big ideas. Luck, which says success doesn't just depend on talent and effort, and tragedy, which says good, decent people can fail and deserve compassion rather than contempt. Two, individualism. An individualistic society preaches that the individual and their achievements are everything and that everyone is capable of a special destiny. It's not the community that matters. The group is for no-hopers. To be ordinary is regarded as a curse. The result is that the very thing that most of us will end up being, statistically speaking, is associated with freakish failure. The cure is a cult of the good, ordinary life and proper appreciation of the pleasures and quiet heroism of the everyday. 3. Secularism Secular societies cease to believe in anything that is bigger than or beyond themselves. Religions used to perform the useful service of keeping our petty ways and status battles in perspective. But now there is nothing to awe or relativize humans whose triumphs and mishaps end up feeling like the be-all and end-all. A cure would involve regularly using sources of transcendence to generate a benign, relativizing perspective on our personal sorrows. Music, the stars at night, the vast spaces of the desert or the ocean would humble us all in consoling ways. Okay, we are back on live. Um, I know we got some people that are that are actually texting us um, while we're on air. So if you guys want to say something, just hit the one on your keypad. I'll bring you online. Um, I was trying to pull that little audio clip in there, and it is a little shoddy sounding. So I just said, okay, you know what? Let's pull it out of there. Um, but yeah, one of the things I'm just gonna like kind of I'm gonna just kind of touch on it. <laughs> well, listen. I'm gonna tell you the the overall part of of what um, what I gathered from it. Um, it is a video clip that I had um, translated down to audio, so naturally um, it may have lost a little bit of quality of the sound uh, when I transferred it to an MP3. But overall, the point of the matter is, it says it's easy to blame ourselves for not feeling 100% in our minds, but some of the causes of mental unwellness have to do with large systematic problems in our society. Among these, there's, there's a lot of emphasis that's playful individualism. There's a, a lot that deals with, um, uh, you know, um, the elements of religion being pressed upon us, that if we're not living in a certain capacity, following a certain realm of what um, secular spaces are being taught, that that's why we're incurring some of the things that we're incurring. Um, and the psychological effect causes a large level of anxiety and widespread low-level depression. So um, I'll just forward that clip into our page where people can watch it. Um, it's right online on YouTube. But just overall, um, I think I know that Sterling was, uh, was commenting um, as the clip was playing that I think that the, the biggest thing at this point is just trying to have an even balance. Unfortunately, you cannot be here and not pay attention to what's going on around us. But at the same time, you know, finding ways to dispense the emotions and how those things that are going on and how it makes you feel. So if you're occurring a lot of anxiety, like today, prime example, 
I kind of sprung that information on Jazzy first thing this morning. Didn't give her a lot of time for her to prepare herself mentally for whatever her day was going to be for herself um, and left an impression on her. So um, for me, I think that uh, having these kind of discussions helps to, you know, give a bigger aspect of how we can try to balance everything. Go ahead, Sterling. And life sometimes, and life sometimes doesn't give you that chance. Like you may have sprung it on Jazzy, and then, like I said, I woke up to a rattling um, refrigerator, and that's—I mean—that's not giving me time to adjust to my morning, because the minute I get right. up and I hear my whole front room, kind of vi- my kitchen and my front room vibrating. Uh, I'm like, what the heck happened during the middle of the night? You know, did we and 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 then everything, everything else, every other stress point that I have, then comes into play. Okay, because the refrigerator may cost me money, I start to freak out because I've got to spend money on. I lost my computer this week. I've got it's the first of the month. I've got the bills of the month. So. One thing can trigger all your other stress points. Just and then yes. it gets it's that compound. So you may have said Jazzy and then Jazzy takes off. Her mind does her eyes and her mind takes off. Mm-hmm. Because it was never it was never completely shut down. So you just trigger out these things trigger our reaction. It's a reaction right, to that. Right. And right, exactly. Am I right, Jazzy? I mean is that you are exactly right. You're exactly right, yeah. Is that you know, we don't and we not and we may not even want to. We may say, No, I need my coffee first. Life doesn't let you get to the coffee. <laughs> I had to come in, I I went in, and uh, Myron's here, I come in, tried to get him to figure out what was going on with the refrigerator, all of a sudden I'm, I'm online getting prepped for the radio show, um, Johnny mm-hmm. knows that I got locked out of my, then I get locked out of my Facebook account, and God only knows what social media and technology stress can cause you because we can't we almost cannot exist today without our smartphones, our computers, right. our right. social mm-hmm. media. I cannot tell you, ladies and you know, the people listening, how much I absolutely detest that I have to have passwords. I can't even uh-huh. tell you the fact that I have to have passwords to get into my own account, that stresses me beyond, I cannot, I mean, beyond anything. Because trying it, to remember them is just so much some days. Well, and we have to, yes. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you, then they tell you don't use the same password on, I've got 30 accounts that I'm trying to manage. <laughs> How am I not supposed to have you know, and I can't carry around my little black book that I keep them in, in, and then I have to change. Then they're constantly doing something. So I'm away from the house, and I have to set a new password. So this is what I'm saying. You, the refrigerator starts my stress. 
by the mm-hmm. by an hour later, I've had thirty other you know, let's say thirty because I'm using that number. But I've had another you know thirty things that continues to add different stress to me and causes mm-hmm. me that more mm-hmm. anxiety. And mm-hmm. guess what, Jazzy? I still haven't had that cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm going to make mercy. That mentally, even though it's going to give me caffeine and motivate me and give me the benefits of a cup of coffee, I mentally think that it's going to help me. So it helps me deal with what I'm dealing with already. Then not to have it causes me even more stress. <laughs> See, but that's an easy fix. So here, so here is one of the things that we have to do, okay? And we all have to do it. We all have to go from the cause to the solution. And and even though we're laughing about it, sometimes when we try to take on the biggest picture, we get frustrated and we get overwhelmed. But if we put it together like a piece of a puzzle, a puzzle you don't put together all at one time. You take one piece and you build it up to the bigger picture. So something as small as stop, take a deep breath, and if the coffee is going to be a relieving of some small amount of stress, stop, literally. Take a deep breath and go make a cup of coffee. You know, and that's just Sterling and I and, and several million people, actually, that can relate to the cup of coffee. But yours may be stop. I always take a deep breath because breathing is so seriously important. We did a show several uh, years ago. Uh, Sonny, what was the young man's name who was a professional football player who then turned into a yoga Keith Mitchell. instructor? Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell yes, talked Keith about Mitchell. the importance of breathing and how we inadequately breathe and doing so how it affects the body and stress and anxiety and ulcers, which I um, oftentimes suffer with, and it's because we're breathing improperly. And so when you hear people talking about yoga and different things, they always say center into your breathing. That's like the number one thing. So stop, take a deep breath, and whatever your thing is, if it's stop, take a deep breath and pray or meditate, do yoga, sit in silence, be aware of your surroundings or block out your surroundings, Um, look at something funny, walk by the beach, whatever your thing is that you know can give you an instant stress reliever, do that. Seriously, shut the door. Kids, I love you, but you're going to have to wait five minutes because mommy, daddy, auntie, person, whoever, whatever your title or your hat you're wearing, um, is stop just for a minute because sometimes in that minute, think about it, a minute, a second of thought, can dictate whether I live or die, depending on how I oh, yes, handle yes. my stress. In a, in a split, in a, I definitely, you know, I'm approaching that that point of this year that I'm, you know, a, yes, a split second can change everything. Yeah, everything. It can everything. change everything. And so whatever it is that we're doing, I wanted to also mention um, the other stress reliever, and that's our holistic health care. Um, I am a CBD oil user. I also sell the product. We have Fertile Ground CBD Oil Plus products, meaning that we sell CBD oils, educate you on what the new craze 
And when I say the new craze, I don't mean that it's a new idea and or product or plant. It is just a new craze, meaning it has come full circle back around from the 1800s of proper health care. Um, so CBD oils, which is cannabinoid oils, and it helps the endocannabinoid system. Um, so just like the hormone system and other parts uh, of the body and information that we know from health care perspective, the endocannabinoid system is the system that really kind of keeps us together. And it has been out of whack for years because we have not been allowed to address it from a holistic legal standpoint. But it is the cannabis plant, and out of the cannabis plant we get the CBD oils, not the hallucinating type of or psychoactive ingredient that you find from, quote, unquote, the marijuana plant, um, or but still the cannabis plant, but we call it marijuana, which is really a, a Spanish name, but that's a whole other education show. But it also helps us to relieve stress and anxiety. Um, it, it, here, are, here are just a few things. Um, so it helps to prevent cancer. It has been proven. I'm not a doctor, but I can give you some medical researches and proof um, that it has helped with preventing as well as helping to eliminate cancer. Um, again, I'm not a doctor. It's not my um, – that's not me saying that. That's people's testimonies and doctors that have related that information. It helps with seizures and epilepsy, neurological conditions. Um, they just now have studies that say that people who have autism – I mean, not autism, that have um, Alzheimer's, once used on a daily basis, especially working with your physician um, or your holistic care uh, person, it has helped people with Alzheimer's recover their memory because basically the brain is kind of scaled over. And so when we're stressed, our brain is not functioning properly. When we're giving the right tools from a holistic, for what the body is actually made of, there's a missing component. Once you put that component in, like the cannabinoid oils, which is where we get the CBD from, the the acronym, once you fill in something that's missing, guess what happens? Ta-da! It works. So um, it helps with insomnia and sleep disorders. We have somebody that wants to speak, too. Okay. Uh, Let me just finish this list, and then we can bring them on. It helps with arthritis, sclerosis, fibromyalgia, PTSD, and so many other things. So definitely if you want to, again, have work balance, and work balance also means balance of your health and consciousness and doing things on a better, on a holistic scale, please get in touch with me. You can contact us at 706. What's the phone number? I completely forgot just now. 363-3895. And you also can go to Fertile Brown CBD Oil. Plus.com or Facebook. And so we can talk about that and we can get you some things to start you on a system that really can help you. I live with bipolar disorder and fibromyalgia. I am a living witness. This is not a infomercial. Uh, this is not a commercial. This is not fake news. I'm telling you what I use and things that I do to keep me alive. So want to share those with you. So let's welcome our guest in. Dr. Danny, you're live on Live My Radio. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Me? Yeah, can you hear me? Good afternoon. Hey, Dr. Danny. Yes, we can hear you. 
Hey, hey, how y'all doing? What's I'm happening? sorry, I was, I was, I'm running I around, but I had to put the. I need Xanax. Can I have some Xanax? Oh man, I need some. <laughs> man. Yeah, you can give me some. Man, dealing with a two, a two and a half year old. Man, I'm telling you, she make me feel like I'm stressed all the time. I was putting her down for nap, as a matter of fact. Coming back on, man, especially. Sterling, uh, you can have man, some CBD so. oil coffee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me, I need something because pills ain't enough with this one. Um, but I actually was uh was uh this is this is an awesome topic. I really enjoy you ladies' uh topic today and just all the things that you're touching on. It's very informative. But I wanted to bring up something that's also <clears throat> really good for stress is to not allow it to take over you in the beginning. What I mean by that is a lot of times we don't recognize how much our thought patterns contribute to our stress level. So if I know that I'm a negative thinker and one thought comes into increase into my mind and then I let that thought snowball into this long, dragged-out thought, meaning I got 20 minutes of negative thoughts coming in, at the end of that 20-minute session, I am now so much more stressed out because I'm thinking of all the negative things that can happen in this situation, all the things that can happen. So what I've learned uh, during meditation over the years is once I release uh, and change my thought pattern, then it does reduce a lot of the stress. Now, I'm not speaking of people that may have a chemical imbalance or uh, people that may deal with any type of mental disorders because obviously sometimes that has to be controlled other than thought uh, or with an addition to thought. But thought patterns really do save a lot of stress. And I've recognized that, and I, I thank God that I have a partner that constantly reminds me of this because although I would consider myself a positive person, there's those times when you just kind of going back to reference of something else that happened that was similar to your life and it was a negative result, and so therefore you're in the same type of situation. And what do you do? You always go back to what you can refer to, and that is, okay, that was a negative outcome, so this must be a negative outcome, so to speak. And because of that, you know, we have to change thought, allow everything, every situation to be a new situation, and don't think of the negative but recognize that the power of the mind is just that powerful. Uh, if I change how I'm thinking, then honestly I don't have stress. And it has helped me so much with Danielle, with little Danny, because, you know, she's special needs. You know, she's two and a half, so she's rambunctious and she has energy out of this world. I don't even know where she gets it from. And packed up into this little body, and I constantly say to myself, man, I'm stressed out. And and my partner was like, you can't stop saying that. You're not stressed out. Mm-hmm. You have a challenge. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with the challenge. Right. And now that you change your mm-hmm. thought about the challenge, you know, think about all the good. And then, you know what, it honestly, in the last probably four or five months, it has completely flipped for me. And I thank God, again, that I was reminded of that. Because now right. when she's being difficult, I say she's being too. That's number one. Number two, right. I'm the adult. You know what I mean? So I right. can't allow a two-year-old to stress me out. Number three, uh, allow her to be a child. Just allow her to be, you know, and, 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 and comfort her on the end of when she doesn't get away and things like that. But just be there for her. And because of that, I'm no longer stressed with this little girl. She went around mm-hmm. one circles around mm-hmm. me. People are like, what in the world? How do you deal with it? But first of all, I tune it out most of the time. Number two, you know, I'm just like, she's a child. I'm going to allow her to be a child and just love on her in her state. You know what I mean? Just allow her to be in her exactly. state. And even when she and is feeling to, distresses. Mm-hmm. And we have to allow ourselves to just be. One of the big things that Absolutely. I have always said with the art of living, that's my like my my little kick of life or my little motto mm-hmm. is the art of living, is to just be. 
just go out there and just be. Like you said, she just needs to be two. Well, you need to just be 29 mm-hmm. or 39 mm-hmm. and not be stressed by it all. Well, well it, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's one of the things that mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that just relax and just be and let it happen. As Lincoln mm-hmm. said during the Civil War, this too will pass. You know, exactly. and, it, and it did. And it did. And it's continuing passing. You know, I keep trying to tell me that about the orange hair dryer that he's going to pass. Let's hope he passes a good BM. Let's hope he passes a good BM with the with the uh, Burger King, you know, that he eats. And oh God, right? That, I love you so that much. little Danny, that little Danny beat little Danny, and you need to be Big Daddy. Absolutely, That's right. absolutely, and and that is that is I was using that as definitely a a a point in the life in my life where you just learn how to deal with things that are may be challenging or things that may be different. But when people say stress kills, we don't understand how much it kills. And what bothers me more That's than anybody right. anything mm-hmm. is when I hear mm-hmm. people say, "Well, it was their time." No, it wasn't your time. We actually can uh, speed up the process of us leaving up out of here, and it, it is true. So true. It is the way that we yeah, take care of our true. mental and our physical body being which will determine when we do leave. So if I am not That's taking care right. of my emotional state and my physical state, then I, I am accelerating the process. So it has nothing to do with outside forces other than mine. And with that being said, if we just allow ourselves to understand that stress does kill, just as much as we don't take care of our physical bodies, mm-hmm. we don't take care of your emotional mm-hmm. mental health, then that too will get you out of here. You have to slow it down, understand who you are, where you are, be truthful and honest with yourself. Look in that mirror. And if you're stressed out and you shut out because it's most of the stress is really coming from us, it emanates from us. We allow other things from outside of us to come and affect us internally. So it's not what's external. It's really what's internal. So what are you doing to allow external mm-hmm. to come in? And, and it, it, there's things in life that's going to come up that's going to be contrast. I get it. Everybody has it. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do with that contrast? How are you going to put that contrast? How are you going to look at that contrast? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, how are you going to rest at night? Because I love my sleep. So I'm not going to bed and have anything interrupt that, that those hours of uh, my rest time. And I need to, you know, debrief and let go of the day. You have to allow yourself to rest. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that is very, very important. But I'm going to go ahead and jump off the line, and I thank you, ladies, for allowing me the opportunity Danny, to Danny, thank you so much. One of the things that I love oh, you're that so said was I have a support system that reminds me to think positively, to think in a better um, way and an alignment of truth, and the truth being that it's just okay. It's okay. It's okay if it doesn't go as planned. And I often say that a plan is, you know, when an architect starts out, they don't write in pen. They write in pencil. Why? Because a plan is a guide. This is what I think should be. This is how I think should be. Hey, but oh, around the way, I can change that. It doesn't have to always go as planned. I can erase it. I can add a window, take out a door, put on a roof, no roof, whatever it is. Absolutely. And so our plans are not always in ink. Most of the times they are going to be erased and changed. And so when we adapt to the change, then we are able to not be as stressed. But one of the key things that he said was, I have a partner that says to me that sometimes we have to have somebody to pull our shirt tail. Sometimes we have to have somebody to tap us on the shoulder and say, go get a cup of coffee, uh, take a deep breath, go walk by the water. Stop for a minute, regard and, and regroup, 
so that you are able to not be stressed mm-hmm. and allow yourself to die quicker. So do the things that make you live longer. Basically, do the things that make you feel absolutely wonderful. And in the feeling good process, it brings out so much joy that in the process of joy, I'm telling you, when you have joy unspeakable, when you have joy that surpasses understanding and peace that surpasses understanding, it is because you have released all things that will bring you stress. Even in the face of the obstacle, the obstacle really is not there because you will not look at it as an obstacle. You will just say, okay, deal with that next and step over it, step around it, wait for it to be moved. Whatever the circumstances is, you have people in your corner. This is why it's it's paramount to have people in your corner that can encourage you. Mind you, I am a person that says, Allow me to bleed for a minute. See, if I cut myself, don't don't give me the fake news that says, well, you're not really cut, but blood is running all down my arm. Mm-hmm. You're not, so we're not talking about not feeling pain. That is not what we're saying. We're saying in the process of pain, do not allow the pain to become your every waking moment, but allow the pain to be be recognized. And then where is the solution behind the pain? Because there is a solution, okay? So we're not saying, you know, something horrible in life takes place that you're supposed to just magically not feel it. No, that's not what we're saying. So I want to be able to balance this. Stress comes because we over-exaggerate or we over-dramatize what is happening. There are natural processes in life that will cause pain. But in the process of the pain, do not allow the pain to become the overwhelming factor. Feel it for the moment, get through it, and then live because it's in the living that joy comes. It's in the gratitude even behind the pain that joy comes. And it is the peace that surpasses the understanding of having joy through pain. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I'm about to drink some water. <laughs> I drink it my. I finally got my, I finally, I mean, Jackie, I will let you know that I did stop and get myself a cup of coffee. And I'm, I, I mean, not you stop, for I that. I mean, I would, when I'm saying stop, I made it here and I'm enjoying the coffee. Good. But, Good. Uh, uh, you know, it, what, what I'm saying is, that, you know, what, what, Sonny and I talked about before the show, trying to launch into our day with the getting away from it. And I am trying to and have been trying for the last few years to not let that happen and, you know, do what, you know, uh, Mama Gwen kind of says. Is, and my own mother used to say that, and my grandmother, and, you know, why, kind of wise men, my grandfather and stuff, would tell you to reflect. You know, many, many, many uh, years back, people first went to to prayer before they started their day. You know, a lot of people went to the chapel, especially monarchs, the first part of their day. Like somebody like Louis XIV at Versailles, this is Versailles, after the dressing ceremony, which was a very stressful 
and it's been ceremony to get the king dressed every day because he had like maybe 30 people around him while he was standing there stark naked, cold as could be, in his own bedroom, having a bunch of, you know, people vie for his attention while they put his clothes on him. Right after that, they all went to church, the chapel, so that he could calm yeah. his nerves down. So he could con- probably calm his nerves down and get ready to go to court because he exactly. had to deal with the stress of the world on his shoulders of a nation. And we don't do that. We don't take, you know, like yoga instructors and these people will tell us just five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go in and breathe. I mean, what my favorite thing to do is to head to the gym, and I and I don't do it enough. You know, you pay for gym right, membership, right. and you don't go use it. You don't go use it. Right. right. Well, and it's just like we just said, though, Sterling, it's just to stop. Uh, so we have to encourage ourselves because we can beat ourselves up. We know the answers. We really do. It's just putting those answers into action. Um, and taking the things that we know from our head to the actions of our bodies and our actions of our words and thoughts or whatever it is that we need to do in an action form. But I wanted, and then this will be my final statement, um, I wanted to read this because it's, it's something that if we just think upon, see, the, the first it starts in the thought process. When the thought process, I said this before, when we think something, we generally are going to speak. And when we speak it, our ear is going to hear. And when we hear it, we believe it. And when we believe it, we have faith in it. And then that's when things take form. Again, when we think it, we generally speak it. When we speak it, we generally hear it. When we hear it, we believe it. When we believe it, it takes faith, the form of faith. And when we have faith in something, it usually takes form. Okay? So the first thing I want to do is read you this. Um, parable and this this powerful message that says, um, and now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is my final word for this show. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, what is pure, what is lovely and admirable. When you think on anything, think about these things because they are excellent and worthy of praise. And that comes from a parable in a scripture scripture um, from the Bible that's Philippians 4 and 8. And I read that from, excuse me, I read that from the New Living Translation. So if you want to think about anything, if it goes against what is true, honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, and what is admirable, then don't think about it. And if you find yourself thinking about it, even if it's about yourself, go back to those things. What is true? Oh, you're so dumb. No, I'm not. So that can't be true, so I can't think about it. Oh, you're not worth anything. No, I'm not. I'm worth everything, or I wouldn't have been created. So that's not honest. You see what I'm saying? So however those thoughts come to you and and whomever presents or whatever presents that don't go in accordance or alignment of this wonderful um, scripture, uh, this wonderful message, or any other positive and great message, then just eliminate it. It comes to you. You do not have to hold on to it. You do not have to accept it. 
turn it around with something that's greater than or equal to the alignment of truth and move on. I love you all. Okay, I awesome. And to all those, Jasmine, we have, hold on. Okay, oh, Jasmine, we have someone that's been holding and he's been wanting to speak. So, Antonio, go ahead, honey. Okay, I, I know you've been on hold about 10 minutes waiting to talk. Go ahead, sweetie. <clears throat> You know, everything that you guys have said about stress, it is it is wonderful. And, it's, you know, the thing is, this is a stress reliever because it's positive people saying positive things, you know. And one of the things I've had learned to help me relieve my stress in the last five years, I've had so many things to happen. But then I realized that I can't let it stress me because a lot of times all stress is is obstacles getting your way to keep you from uh-huh. being successful or going to your greatness. You know, in the last uh-huh. five years I've lost two brother in laws. I've actually had a stroke myself. Um Wow. I lost my father and my uncle. I lost my uncle the day before my birthday, which was my grandfather's birthday, and I lost my father on my birthday. You know, and then uh-huh. from me just trying to go, go, go. I was in a car accident that took my anxiety level so high that it made me afraid to drive. And then one day mm-hmm. I said, you know what, Tony, L-I-G, let it go. Because you exactly. are here for greatness. You are here for greatness. Right. And these are just obstacles that are trying to get in your way to stop you from being great. And greatness doesn't always mean having a million dollars in the bank account or always being on mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Greatness can be just you being an inspiration to your neighbor or to a classmate or to a friend, right. you know, where somebody can say something positive about you and say, hey, this man or this woman can give you the shirt off their back. This man or this woman, you know, they've always had a smile on their face. And some people do smile just because they're stressed all the time and they don't want the people to know what they're stressed about. But you can tell the differences in those smiles from somebody who's mm-hmm. truly happy and loving the world and those people who are just putting on this facade to say, you know what? I want to be, I just want to be great and nobody knows what I'm going through. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I tell people all the time, L-I-G, just let it go. No matter what it is, let go of those things of your past, let go of the hurts of your parents, past relationships, children, whatever the case may be, just L-I-G, let it go. And I guarantee you, once you let it go, your stress will just go away with such ease that you won't even remember it in the long run. You'll be saying to yourself, wait a minute, what was I thinking about back then that I didn't get here, mm-hmm. that I didn't get there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're like, mm, I, I don't even remember now because you honestly just let it go. I love Thank you for sharing that, guys. And and, and I, I, I got a little closing little piece myself. I have a book that I've had for some time, and um, you guys can find it anywhere pretty much uh, where books are being sold. And, uh, you know, we have grown full conversation on this radio network. Um, the book itself has already sold over 2 million copies. It's been on the number one New York Times bestseller. And the author is Martin Mann. His book is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay? And um, I'm going to read a, a little section of this real quick um, that I think we all just touched on. And, um, and I think it's... You know, everybody's really made some great accounts today. Um, And this kind of touches on some of the things I said a little bit earlier. I believe that today we're facing a psychological epidemic, one in which people no longer realize it's okay for things to suck sometimes. I know that sounds intellectually lazy on the surface, but I promise you it's a life and death sort of issue. 
Because when we believe that it's not okay for things to trust sometimes, then we unconsciously start blaming ourselves. We start to feel as though something is inherently wrong with us, which drives us to all sorts of overcompensation, like buying 40 pairs of shoes, a downing Xanax with a vodka chaser, or shooting up a school bus full of kids. The belief is that it's not okay to be inadequate sometimes as a source of the growing feedback loop from hell that is coming to dominate our culture. Um, another part that is so significant, it says we all have emotional blind spots. Often they do have to do with the emotions that we were taught inappropriately growing up. It takes years of practice and effort to get good at identifying blind spots in ourselves and then expressing the affected emotions appropriately. But this is a task that's hugely important and worth the effort. These are the questions, these are why questions are difficult and often take months or even years to answer consistently and accurately. Most people need to go to some sort of therapist just to hear those questions asked for the first time. Some questions are important because they illuminate what we consider success or failure. Why do you feel angry? Is it because you failed to achieve some goal? Why do you feel lethargic or uninspired? Is it because you don't think you're good enough? This layer of questioning helps us understand the root cause of the emotions that overwhelm us. And once we understand that root cause, we can ideally do something to change it. And that's all I got. And your gap was just good enough. Thank you so much. Well, I'm telling you. Right, Sherilyn, Oh, are we getting close? Oops, because I wanted to, one of my last statements I wanted to say is that, you know, the biggest thing is that I heard today that I really like this was with the five people around you are create the sum of you. I thought that was so powerful that if we are kind of who we associate with, and they are, and, we, and that's also our stress level. The things and the people around us are what helps us find the stress that will cause us to stress out. And if we don't have, if we have positive people around us and happy people around us and we're doing happy things, I know that I personally find that my life is better if I'm around. I mean, the weekend that we had here just recently, it was just, you know, the three or four of us giggling and laughing and having a good time. I don't even think we knew what was going on in the outside world other than that we, <laughs> we went into a fantasy world at the, at the Renaissance Festival. And again, we didn't even let that really affect us. So I mm-hmm. think that it's really up to ourselves to put us in the frame of mind, into the situation, be around the people that we need to be around that are positive, and that will help our stress daily. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Antonio, you, you want to you say something now? And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, guys. I just want to thank you guys for having me on, Sonny. I'm so very proud of you. Um, you know, I never told you this, but my career is the way it is. You were a very pivotal point in that, you know, because when I came to Atlanta a few years ago, I was still I was still trying to find my way and find myself and, you know, your work ethic and being around you and the energy. You, since the day that I met you, you've been a positive person, you know, and you didn't let things get you down. And when I came back, man, I used that same ethic to be the success that I am now. Now I'm in movies, I'm helping write stuff, you know, travel around the world. And a lot of that is because of you. 
And I just, I definitely want to thank you for taking me under your wing those years ago. Because you didn't have to do it, you know. You didn't know me from Adam House. All you knew I was a dude from Savannah. And I used to work for Scan, you know. So, you, exactly. you didn't have to do that. And you did. And I, I so appreciate it. I'm so grateful to it, you know. And one of these days when I get a chance to get back to Atlanta, man, I'm going to introduce you to my wife. Because, you know, I've told her about you. And she was like, well, I want to meet her one day. So, you know, when I get a chance to get to Atlanta, man, I'm going to hit you and say, hey, man, me and wife just want to sit down and have lunch with you or whatever. So just thank you for having me. And we'll make our way down to Savannah. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, honey. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, hey, you know I'm loud about forever. Regardless of what, I'm loud about forever. And um, just keep (laughs) doing what you're doing. Keep staying positive. You know, and if you got anything coming up in Atlanta, man, if it's, you know, you need me for a speaking engagement or whatever, you know I'm there. You know, this this just been a great work that I've I seen you do. And I've seen, and I know what you've been through. Because I, I was there the hours you had to go to school, work all day, stay up all night, do homework, you know, and had about two hours of sleep. And some days you went two or three days and didn't even get nothing. You was like, I ain't ate nothing all day. And I was remember, son, you need to eat something. <laughs> you know, so... And and to see the okay. outcome of that hard work is is you know to see the outcome of that hard work is awesome, awesome, awesome. And I just appreciate you so much for it. I really do. I appreciate you, honey. That's that makes my heart feel just as warm. And 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 I appreciate you telling me that you just what you've been able to do and how you've been able to grow. And I receive everything that you've been able to share with me today. And I. I, I express straight gratitude because the more you do, the more you develop, the more it blesses me. And thank you, honey, for sharing with every with, with us, our, our listening audience, with our radio network. And we love you, honey. I love you too. Love you too. Thanks a million. You're very welcome. All right, girl, all right, y'all. We are out of here. All right, okay. I'm going to the swimming pool to relax and then meet the rest of my day. I will talk to you all. Have a great weekend. I am doing, don't forget this weekend, We I forgot we got to do this. Don't forget this weekend is eggs and cake. At the the last weekend kind of of, it's not oh, officially yeah, the Renaissance. It's not officially the Renaissance Festival. It's officially eggs and cake. And we're looking for the golden egg, which I think we all do every week anyways, and that's part of the whole, that's that's another story. But this golden egg is truly golden. There is $50,000 worth of prizes over across the street from the University of South Florida next to Mosey at the Renaissance Village. And it's tomorrow. It starts at 1 o'clock. Tickets are $40. You get beer beer tasting, you get a t-shirt, uh, you get a special, isn't it, didn't they say Sunny and Jazzy, we get a special bag full of goodies and for that 40 bucks and you get the beer and the tasting uh, and we get a chance to go find the golden egg. I mean, I feel like I'm at Willy nice. Wonka. Okay. Like well, make sure if you decide you if you hang in there, Sterling, and you do it. Just make sure you capture all of your good good aspects of it, and we'll post it on Live Mark Radio. 
I was I will definitely send you pictures and then we definitely because we want to do that for next week and then again we got to uh, thank Brittany and the whole uh, Renaissance Festival cast for being so wonderful and we'll talk about that next week. You guys have a great weekend. I'm gonna have the, I'm gonna have a great time at the Eggs and Cakes and I will see you next week. Love you, babe. All right, guys. We are officially Fantastic Fridays. Jazzy Sterling Powell and your host, Sunny. Thank you, guys, for another great show. You all have a blessed week, and we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.